Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, uploading a couple throwback episodes for you as we approach episode number 400 of the Truth Seeker podcast. And uh, you get to see where I started at. And I think I've gotten a lot better over the years. These episodes were recorded between 2012 and 2016. The quality of these episodes are bad. My speaking is bad. My attention is bad. Everything's bad. But you got to start somewhere. As we approach episode number 400, here's to 400 more. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Many blessings. Enjoy. Talk Recorded live. author and lecturer Bill Bean. Um, He's written such books as Dark Force and Delivered. Um, He's made his way uh, around the uh, paranormal and ufology uh, uh, circuit and um, has has spoke at some major conferences and has quite a following. And um, we spoke with him probably about a year and a half ago, and we had him on the show whenever we first aired, and now he's back, and uh, without further uh, introduction, uh, Bill Bean, are you there? 
I'm here, brother. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on with you. Well, man, that's awesome that uh, you're actually back with us, man. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, we do. There's a lot going on. Um, I guess we could jump right into it. We we have you for an hour tonight. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry that it can't be longer. I'm really sorry, Derek. And I look forward no, that's to fine, man. Again soon. Yeah, definitely, man. We, we'll definitely do it. Um, okay, so definitely been keeping up with your work, and uh, you know, been speaking with you personally. Um, I want to get right into it. Um, there was some stuff that actually went on. You. Um, had a um a short documentary um shot with um the seven hundred club is that correct yeah that is correct and that was supposed to um it's december uh twenty twelve that was supposed to air in october correct yes that's correct okay and uh i i'm i'm guessing some uh issues came up and they wasn't able to air it um can you give us a little bit of background um information on what they came out and filmed and actually what it is that you do, and let's get right into that. Okay. Yeah, um, well, let me give a, a, a quick synopsis here of what my life and story is about. And, and for those of you out there who are not familiar with me or, or my story, uh, I have been delivered from some of the most horrific circumstances imaginable, and I am a walking miracle from God. And my life is very, very blessed now, however... You know, I was in a very bad place for many years uh, in my life, and my family was destroyed by evil forces. And uh, I don't say that lightly. And I say in my book, Dark Force, which is my first book, delivered as a second, uh, in Dark Force, I say that uh, these events began in 1970 when my family and I moved into a three-bedroom ranch-style home located in Glen Burnie, Maryland, in a community called Herondale. And uh, my mom was the first to have an experience, and I was four when we moved to the house, and I just knew right from the right from the get-go, I knew something was not right. I could feel it. The house was very ominous or and foreboding, and equally so on the inside. You know, the house looked semi-dilapidated on the outside, and uh, my dad was a master carpenter, so he saw it as a restoration project, which he did a great deal of work to it, and, and made it look nice, but... Um, the inside was equally ominous and foreboding and um, just very dark. The, there was uh, paneling on the walls, a dark brown paneling. It looked almost black in color. Very little light ever came into the house. And, uh, you know, my mom was the first to have an experience, and then it gradually escalated into violent physical attacks on us from these demonic entities, which, again, greatly contributed to the destruction of my family. So that said... Um, I, as I had progressed into my adult years, some of these things continued and, and continued to uh, affect the family members that were left, which I have very little, fam- uh, very little uh, family left now. And uh, so as it uh, progressed into my adult years, uh, you know, again, God had his hand on me and, and he delivered me from these things. But... Uh, included in this demonic activity were a plethora of UFO sightings and interactions with non-human looking beings and I've you know taken and documented these things uh, with hundreds of photographs and many many hours of video footage as well so 
fast forward to the 700 Club, which they had contacted me last year and asked me to do an interview with them, and I said I agreed to do it, and um, everything was pretty much set, and they had another producer contact me back and ask me some more questions, and everything seemed to be okay, and then about a week later, this producer called back again and said, oh, by the way, Bill, do you have, where is your home-based church? What do you, and I said, at that time, which I still am, I travel quite a bit. Hey, and, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill, not yeah. to cut you off, let's let um, let's let the listeners know what the 700 Club is, because some of them oh, might sure. not know. Sure, the 700 Club is the largest Christian network in the world. A million viewers a day watch this program, and it is a network of you know many shows that they broadcast uh, on this network. And again, a million people a day watch it, and uh, you know they are very influential in the Christian community. And that's not necessarily a good thing as we you know we'll progress into this, but. Uh, so again, you know, I they contacted me. I agreed to do it, and, and this producer calls me back and says, "Ask me where my home base church is." And I was traveling a lot, and I said, "Well, you know, I was baptized in a Pentecostal church, but uh, you know, we don't regularly attend there, and uh, you know, I, I can't honestly say I have a home base church at this time." And she said, "Oh, well, no." If you don't have a home-based church, then, then we can't do the interview. And I said, well, okay, have a nice day. And that was the end of it. And then uh, some time went by, and, and this past June of 2012, I was contacted by them again. Bill, we love the story. We just really want to to feature your story, you know, in, in one of our segments. And uh, would you consider doing it? And so I contacted the... Uh, the producer and uh, you know I said look you guys turned me away the last time saying that I if I didn't have a home-based church then uh, you know you weren't gonna interview me and she said oh don't worry about it we'll work around that you know we really want to do your story so I agreed to it and on August 30th they sent a crew out to my home and I welcomed them into my home my wife and I and uh, so they spent the day with me interviewing me I also had them accompany me to the residence of a family in need of cleansing and deliverance and they documented that while I performed that deliverance there and uh, everything seemed to be great they were hanging on every word they seemed very interested uh, then they so when everything was wrapped up they said uh, the the, the segment will air in October. And I said, okay, that's fine. If you could, just please let me know uh, a couple weeks in advance so I can promote that. And um, they said, no problem. So October came and went. And then uh, they said, well, November. We'll, you know, we'll let you know something in November. November came and went. And now I'm thinking, okay, what, something is not right here. And so I get an email last Monday, December 3rd, telling me that uh, we are not going to air your story because you are still actively seeking UFOs and documenting UFOs 
and you posted UFO photos on your Facebook page, which is a lie, Derek. I don't have any UFOs on my Facebook pages. And if I did, that's my business and none of theirs. But I really don't. I I don't actively pursue UFOs and never did. These things came to me. (laughs) And, you know, for me to be falsely accused like this, I have to tell you, I was very angry. Uh, Yes, I was disappointed, but I was more angry because I was being falsely accused uh, about this. And now, as you stated, I have a lot of people that follow me, and a lot of those people were asking, you know, when is this going to air? We want to see it, this and that. So now I have to go back and explain to thousands of people why this is not going to air. And and I did, and normally I don't share any of my personal information in public forums, but this is uh, one time where I had to, to post the truth and let people know what had taken place, and I'll tell you, it caused quite a stir. There is a tremendous amount of support from people, and I'm very appreciative and grateful to everybody mm-hmm. who sent me so many great messages. And they, too, some of those people, sent letters to the 700 Club in protest saying that they were not going to watch their programs any longer because they had discriminated against me and really slandered me uh, by this false accusation. Well, I think you did the right thing um, as far as making a statement because I think it goes without saying that people uh, you know, will start um, talking and asking, okay, did Bill do this as a publicity stunt? Right. Exactly. You know? And I thought, you know what, this is the one time where people you know, really need to know uh, to where I need to share some of my personal information, and people need to know that this, you know, this is what happened, and uh, this is uh, their reasoning for it, which is based on false allegations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, um, you know, um, the Seven Hundred Club wanting to um, zero in on a certain aspect of um, of your story, and wanting to, um, you know whether it be capitalized or whatever you want to call it, on the, the, the particulars of your story about, you know, dealing with the demonic realm and exorcisms and, and, and a healing and things like that. But, um, you know, I think it goes without saying, me as a fan and a follower of your work and someone who's been inspired by your work, I think it goes with, without saying that we want the whole enchilada that, yes, some people may check out Bill Bean because they've heard you speak on UFOs at lectures, some people, um, you know, are drawn more to the, uh, you know, the uh, demonic and angelic side of your your work. But I think we want the whole enchilada, and I just applaud you, you know, just for, you know, not backing down, but just, you know, giving the information as, as I mean, as you receive it and telling it, you know, um, basically unadulterated. Yeah, thank so, you. you know, I appreciate that. And and this is where. You know, I feel God wants us to stand up and be of good courage and to, to share the truth. Sometimes the truth is harsh, you know, and uh, this was certainly a time to be strong, be of good courage, and, and share it and let everybody know. And, and that way, everybody, like you said, everybody knows what's going on and, and why they have done, you know, what they've done and why they made that decision. And, and so, hey, I'm just happy that uh, that people understand 
what has taken place here, and I'm very grateful for the support. Yeah. Well, we know we know that, you know, I guess people in general, more so the religious community, you know, they demonize what they don't understand. You know? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so if there's anything about a UFO or unidentified flying object or or some type of, you know, angelic presence that um, is not commonly known, you know, they they look at that and say, oh, he's getting into some stuff that's not of God or it's not biblical when it when it is biblical, because Absolutely. I know that 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 you use the scriptures to filter everything that you research and to make sense out of everything which is, you know, actually came your way. And you can; it's all yep. written of in the Bible. And if they yep. would have aired it, if they would have even just asked you questions, just asked you instead of coming with the accusations and saying, "Hey, you know, can you ex- please explain this?" And I know that you know that you're a researcher just like myself. And anything you put out, you want to make sure that you can um, prove everything that you say. And I know that you can. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. just hate the fact that you know the religious community um, approaches it like that, to where that you know it's just cut and dry, you know, just like white or black, and they don't want yeah. any um, opposing view. No, if you're not not even opposing, it's not even opposing in a sense. They just didn't even ask you, you know, what it meant, you know? It just seems to me, Derek, you know, looking back on this now, really analyzing the situation, I could be wrong, but my feeling is that they were determined to find some way to exclude me from this, whether it was accusing me of the UFO thing or something else. I think that they were determined that they were going to find a way to uh, exclude me from this because my beliefs are not in line with theirs. And I really believe that in my heart of hearts that uh, that they were going to find a way to take care of the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it's so sad. Yes, I'm disappointed that it didn't air and I was angry about it, but you know what? I've let that go. I'm moving forward, and nobody's going to stop me from moving forward. So I even prayed for them that God would open their eyes. I forgive them, but I won't forget it. Um, yeah. However, they uh, what they have done is they have not only hurt me, they have hurt people in their viewing audience who may have seen that segment and said, you know what? wow, I need to reach out to this guy because he might be able to help me with something. He might have a word for me. I know somebody that's in a bad way, and he might be able to help. Well, now they have prevented all of that from happening by being hard-hearted and being uh, really in the the way I look at it is they're in the Pharisee mindset to where, again, they shut people out of heaven. They damn people to hell, and I'm very, very sorry for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's not the case, man, and that's why I'm, I'm really appreciative, you know, of your work, and you don't just Thanks. deal with, um, the you know, the paranormal side that you actually talk about a hope. You know, if they, if they want to know what you're posting on your Facebook, they can read it. The majority of what you're posting is prayer, you know, requests and asking Absolutely. the people who are joined with your ministry and joined with your work to to lift up prayers for certain people. That's all I see. 
Absolutely. you know, coming across your stream. And I, you know, I and, wish and they I would have. And I said that know, to them in the reply. You know? I said that. And here's another thing. Now, think about this. If, and you hit the nail on the head, if they had an issue with something like that, if, if that really took place, which it did not, but if it did, and they had an issue, why didn't they call me or email me and say, Bill, we're very concerned because we saw this or read that or it was brought to our attention. I didn't yeah. get anything like that. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't do that. Um, I mean, you know, I'm basically in the same boat as you, not on the, you know, as big of a scale as far as the 700 Club, but, you know, acting as a Christian evangelist since 2004, when I started having UFO experiences and trying to rationalize it and going to the scriptures and seeing what the scriptures had to say about it. And then when I started speaking about it, because there's a lot of disinfo uh, out there um, yeah. from a lot of sources, so I felt n the need to speak on it, you know, in my music and in interviews and things like that, and on Facebook to take advantage, speak on it with what I've learned personally through the scriptures and from my own experiences. When I started speaking about these things, the same exact thing happened from the religious community. Those who embraced me, those who were there, you know, that I thought were my close friends, uh, you know, they all turned their back on me and mm -hmm. said I was into occult practices and I'm, you know, in there, you know, just, you know, saying these, these are demons that I'm seeing and stuff and my family's damned. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff I got from, a, you know, the religious community and, and, but and see, the thing is, like, nobody came to me, though. Yeah, nobody. It's just, it's just like you. They they never came to me and said, hey, can you show me in the Bible where it says that? Because I can show you, you know. Mm -hmm. I can show yes, you yes. In, in, in the scriptures. And, and the thing is, like, nobody yeah. ever did that. But I've heard all these reports and got all these rejections and turndowns and let's quit playing his music. And he's not coming to speak to our youth anymore about stuff because he's involved with this, man. So I definitely feel where you're coming from. Yeah, and how sad is that, brother? Because now think about this. Uh, would Yahshua have come, Jesus, would he have come and just shut people out and turn them away and just damn them? Well, no, he spoke about the people who were doing that. And and here we see it all over again, uh, a, a, a group of people, a very large body of people, that can't even agree amongst themselves. There's 34,000 different Christian denominations in the world, 34,000. So we have to ask ourselves, what in the world is this all about? 34,000 different Christian denominations factored in with the other world religions. That's probably over 100,000 different versions of one truth. So wait a minute, what is going on here? Uh, so to me, this is the work of the enemy who built these divisions, and mm -hmm. this is when we become weaker as a people when we are yeah. divided and when you have these divisions like this so now um, all of a sudden this person is deemed damned to hell unworthy we got to wash our hands uh, because he can't we can't ilk with him and uh, and this and that and it's just absolute garbage because I from where I'm coming from and from my interpretation of things I think that God would want us to love one another, to try and build each other up in mind, body, yeah. and spirit, try to support each other. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, at, it was, you know, it's funny you talk about that, but, you know, I was listening to a lecture yesterday and was talking about, you know, um, sectarianism. And, and the quote that was said is that, you know, sectarianism uh, basically takes people of the same faith who believe essentially the same thing and makes them mortal enemies. 
you know, because there's a, yeah. a, a few and things that did. may differ. You know, in, in 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 I mean, here's the thing. In the Bible, whenever you're talking about following Christ and walking in the spirit with Christ, the Bible says that you're going to produce certain types of fruits. One of those fruits is long suffering that you'll be able to suffer long with someone, even though you don't agree with them, even though they may be off on a tangent that you personally don't agree with or believe in, but that you still love them, walk with them, and just be Christ to them. And that's so funny that we don't see that going on with the majority of people, no. you know, in the Christian church, you know? And they claim these titles. They claim these lofty things. They're this, they're that. And they have uh, people calling them titles. And, uh, you know, even ridiculous things, call them daddy and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. all this oh, yeah. is insanity. And and here we have all these things, and these people claim this and that, and they, and they don't walk. They talk the talk, and they don't walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a scripture right here. It's uh, Matthew chapter twelve, um, basically verse twenty six, and this is where they where where Jesus actually um, healed a person and uh, brought a, a demon out of somebody, and the religious leaders came to him. And doubted him and said, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Mm. They were basically calling him a demonizer or a a sorcerer. And, you know, that it couldn't have been of God. This had to be of another source. Mm -hmm. And and that's essentially what they're doing. And these are the religious leaders to Christ himself. So if he suffered this type of persecution... And you're in, in, you know, and if if he suffered it, and the prophets, you know, suffered it, and you're basically walking in the same role as the, you know, the prophets who sure. came, you know, you know, preaching the voice of truth, preaching repentance, turn back to your essence, turn back to God, turn back uh, before you was engulfed with materialism, before you were uh, engulfed with all of these bondages, to turn back to God because He loves you. This is your yeah. message. It's it's a simple message, and they hate it, you know, because you can't sell that. You really can't because it's free, you know. And, and that, they don't like isn't that. that the amazing thing, Derek? You're exactly right. How in the world can you go on some of these shows? You know, these people and they sell Bibles and oh, buy the so and so Bible. Really? You're selling? This is supposed to be God's word, and you're selling it. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, <laughs> I have. But no it's the idea. same thing. I mean, it's it's the same thing Jesus dealt with. I mean, it doesn't take much. Once you start reading the Bible for yourself, 
and find out the type of people Jesus dealt with in the religious community, his, you know, the religious hierarchy of that time. It's the same. You know, the thing with with spirits and dealing with demons, history repeats itself. Guess what? Demons don't die. People die. All these demons do is whenever Christ, when it, when it, I mean, you have the picture when Jesus cast out the demons um, out of the, you know, the demonized man, he cast them into the, the pigs or whatever. He, and, you know, a lot of pastors, they, you know, try to say, I'll cast you to the pit and send you to hell. Well, that that's not the thing because, you, I mean, that's not what you do. These demons aren't going to go to hell because you tell them to go to hell. These demons are going to roam and they're going yeah, they go go to go around to dry places and they're going to find you know, uh, seven um, demons stronger than themselves and try to come back to the same place. And these are the same spirits that Christ fought with, and the same spirits Christ fought with were the same ones that the prophets fought with, and then the same one Moses, and all the way back to we're dealing with ancient Babylon and Egypt and all of these different, you know, deceptive spirits that always persecuted the righteous, always. Absolutely. And, and you know, and that's what we're dealing with today. I believe it. And here's my thing, uh, and this is a large part of my message now. It trying to, you know, if, if there would be any title that I would be happy to have, uh, that title would be people builder, because that's what I try to do. I try to build people up in mind, body, and spirit. And I try mm-hmm. to let people know that when Yahweh created us, he created us with his power inside of each and every one of us. And this is why we have dominion over the earth and every living thing. This is why Yahshua Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is within you. We have God's power within us. It's his power. It's within us. And we can take power and authority over this garbage. We can bind it, rebuke it, and cast it out. We can take our power back. Satan cannot come and and overpower us and take our power from us unless God gives him permission. Otherwise, he cannot do that because God gave us power and authority over everything, including him and his minions. Satan knows that he tricks us out of our power. Yeah. And I think the majority of people have been tricked. I mean, that's obvious. All you got to do is turn on the television. I mean, you know, the world is in darkness right now. And whenever you come with that light, what did Christ say? It says that the world, you know, the darkness hates the light. Sure. You know, because it's evil, you know what I'm saying, within them. That's all they meditate on is evil and how they can, you know, get over on somebody. How can they, you know, um, you know, advance their family, advance their business instead of, you know, you know, the collective people or the collective body. And that's the thing with the churches, man, is they, you know, they have something to sell and, and they're selling uh, yeah. hope. But we have yeah. to understand that Christ is our hope. He is the hope of glory, and he is within us, you know, and the spirit is within us. And, the, you know, the Bible actually tells you in John, in a, in a first John, that you need not any man teach you, but the same spirit that taught him will teach you all things. So if you you're know called what? of that God, so his true, spirit Jared. will teach you, and you will become a disciple of God. And you don't have to deal with any man, but you, you will find out so that true. God talks through everything. He thought he, he yeah he does talk through people. Guess what? He talks through through donkeys and television and nature. He talks through everything. And until yeah. you understand that, you're going to be used. You're going to be bought and you're going to be sold when you've already been bought with a price. And that's through Christ and what He did for you. And that's what the listeners need to understand. Well, you know, and again, this requires 
one thing, more so than anything else, faith. If you have this kind of rock-solid faith, God rewards our faith with many blessings, including wisdom and knowledge. He's blessed me with wisdom and knowledge far beyond anything that I could ever imagine in my life. I'm eternally grateful to him for everything. He has blessed me so much. He continues to bless me, and he will continue to bless me, and I'm just so grateful and thankful to him for this. Uh, I had to go through, you know, again, he does work in mysterious ways, and, and part of this is, I could not be where I'm at right now had I not gone through those horrific things. And uh, so now I'm in a position to where he works through me to help other people. It's a wonderful thing, and it's, mm-hmm. it's my life's work, and I just pray that he'll continue to work through me to spread as much of his light throughout this darkness in this world as possible. You know, I had someone say to me today, because as you know, I always, if it's not prayers that I'm posting, it's always positive messages and things of that mm-hmm. to try and encourage people. And um, this lady, uh, she she posted a thing, and let me see if I can find it, and I'll read it to you as she said it to me. Um, she said, uh, my comment was, let us love and help one another. Let us be people builders. And uh, she said, I would love to but it seems like people that I know live in their bubble and don't want to step out of it. And uh, she went on to say, I wish I could get them to take a stand and live for one another, not just for themselves and their families. And uh, so I said to her, just continue to shine your light and let the example that you are setting, uh, Mm -hmm. let others see that, and they will take note and begin to follow your example. And it's true. You know, it starts with us. And, and then we can take that out, and we always hope that somebody will gravitate to that, and then that's how something really good spreads. And they will. And I think that that's the simplicity of the gospel. Like, that's what Christ came to do, is he came Absolutely. to transform us and send us into the world so that we can be, you know, a city on a hill, so we can go out into the darkness and shine light, so we can go out into the world of confusion because we have the answer, we can tell them how to, you know, to, uh, you know, be made right with God. And um, absolutely, that's the thing. That, I mean, that's the thing that you know the darkness hates, man. Um, but it's that simple. Like the the whole religious facade, man. When when you really get down to it, and you do your homework, you do your studying, you will see that the religious um, aspect that we have today, Christianity of America. It fits with the one world world religion. We have Christianity mixed with paganism. Is the mainstream Christianity of today, and it is more Babylonian pagan than any witch I've ever met on the street. Absolutely. If you do your study, you do your research about the major holidays. Yeah. And when the Sabbath is, and and just look up everything, and you'll find out that the scriptures will tell you the truth that they did seek to change the times and the laws and dates. Yep. And Constantine did make it oh, a decree well, you, where you cannot speak on it, brother. Where, now you're talking. You cannot deal with anything Jewish. You cannot deal anything with the rudiments of your of your faith. If you Absolutely. did, you would die, and you would be excommunicated, and you would be hunted as game, which happened to the early church. Absolutely correct. It's not my opinion. Right. It's a fact. 
taken. It's those, these are facts. These are, ladies and gentlemen, these are facts. This man is stating facts. I have done endless research into these things, just as Derek has. It is true. It's historical. These are facts. Look it up. Don't take our word for it. I urge you to do the studies for yourself. You'll be astonished at the things that you'll find. This is very, very true. Constantine uh, was responsible um, for the formation of Christianity as we know it today. And uh, the Council of Nicaea and Laodicea, I always say that wrong. Um, these say, uh-huh. Yeah, these things were formed, and this is where the Sabbath was changed. Yahweh's Holy Sabbath day was yeah. the seventh day, which is Saturday, and they changed that to the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And those who did not want to go along with that change, were they were killed. That, that was bottom line. Yeah. They were gotten rid of. And I just read something else. I was watching a fascinating video about over the years, throughout time, people have always called for the end of the world, even, you know, really pretty much yeah. back from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a pope, and I cannot remember his name, but he called for the end of the world on January 1st, uh, what was it, uh, 1000 A.D. And mm-hmm. what they did, according to this, uh, what, I, what I studied about this, the church acquired up all the properties and uh, the monies from the people, and yep. when the day came and went, uh, they kept that stuff. And the people that would come back and protest about, hey, you, you told, stole my property from me and all that, those people were killed. Mm-hmm. They were gotten rid of. Yeah. So this is, what, they, yeah. this is what we have been dealing with you know, for all of these years, and it's yeah. just it's grown into this big beast that it is today. Yeah. There's um once you read just just for what they are, but you you have to read them. Yeah. And and forget everything that you know. You can't read That's them true. and say okay, my pastor taught me this. Read them and say okay, God teach me. Teach me if this is your Bible, if this is inspired by you, if anything in it is true, will you teach me your scriptures? Read it and you'll find out that a lot of the stuff already pe- look they always ask the question dealing with Bible prophecy, and they say, "Why isn't America mentioned in Revelation? America is the biggest system uh, at the end of the world. Why isn't America m- mentioned?" Well, because that book of Revelation and all those other scriptures was written for people who existed way before you, Absolutely and, they, and, they, and they wrote it like it was the end. Those Absolutely churches in the beginning, of, those churches at the beginning of Revelation, the Church of Laodicea, the Church of Asia, those were real churches that they wrote to. Those wasn't spiritual churches and trying to interpret them to how you want to interpret them. Those were real churches who received real letters that they were they rebuking the and writing to. Hand. Yeah, that's right. And it was. Jesus said that this generation shall not pass away till uh-huh. all these things be fulfilled. Jesus yep. died 70 years later. Um, Jerusalem was overthrown, and all the Christians were, you know, the true followers of Christ who who heeded to the words of Christ's prophecy mm-hmm. and did what he said do. Guess what? They survived. Those who stayed in Jerusalem, uh, they were killed, and they were burnt at the stake and crucified upside down and boiled and hunted for game. All yeah. this stuff happened. and then we, And then people are like, yeah, the tribulation's coming. We're coming on the tribulation. Why don't you go ask the first century church, are they waiting on the tribulation? These people <laughs> exactly. had their heads cut off. They were eaten by lions. Yeah. 
you know, and all this stuff is written of in Revelation. But like you said, every generation wants to be the people of the book. Every generation wants it to be them, you know. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and it's, I guess it's, you know, it's human nature. But once you read and once you study and you do the math, you'll find out that what we're saying is true. It is a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, I urge you to do the studies and the research for yourself. It requires uh, a lot of devotion and dedication to the truth. And if you're truly seeking the truth, then it is worth it. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every second that you take to go and, and do these studies because the truth really does set us free. It's, so the rabbit hole goes a lot deeper. So, you know, and it's different for a lot of people. It You know, some people t- it takes 9-11 truth to wake them up. Some people it's yeah. government lies and conspiracies that wake them up. Some of them it's finding their pastor in a scandal that makes them take their trust out of a system and have to solely put their trust in God to wake them up. It's different for everybody. But, you know, while we still got you on the phone for a few more minutes, I wanted to ask you about... You mentioned about um, a movie script maybe being written about your um, your life and everything and everything that you've been through. Can you give us a little information on that? Is that is that still going to happen or was that? Oh yeah, um, no, everything is uh, everything is still on. I uh, a few months ago I signed a, a movie deal with Thirty Five Millimeter Pictures, and they uh, they're making a, a movie, a feature, a major motion picture about my life and my story, and. Uh, they are we're, we're scheduled to begin shooting in in the end of January, so it's, it's looking like probably third week of January as of right now, and uh, it's very exciting, Derek. And the and the most important thing and the greatest thing is that a I know God is involved in this because He brought the right people in at the right time, and b these people um, agreed to allow me to be executive producer on the film, which means that we are going to keep this story intact it's going to be an authentic presentation of the actual events that took place none of this hollywood up kind of junk or anything like that i mean it's this mm-hmm. the true story that'll be presented and i couldn't be happier about that now i'm not happy about the events that took place uh, of course not and i wish that i could go back in time and change it but i can't so all i can do now is try to be the best that i can be and help others out of this garbage. So another wonderful thing that's going to be in the ending credits of this film is they are going to have contact information for anyone out there who is having these kinds of problems or is in spiritual need, you know, being attacked, whatever it may be, to contact me. 
And if I can't help the person, if I'm overwhelmed and I can't help, I will connect them with someone that can help them. Mm-hmm. So That's awesome, man. Because you never, it, you never yeah, that. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, the exorcism movies, and, you know, they've made countless renditions of them. Some of them are good. I, You know, I liked some of them. Some of them had some, uh, you know, just a little bit of truth in here that you can hold on to. But that's good that it doesn't just, um, you know, excite someone's uh, enthusiasm for it. But it's like, you know, you're going to excite their enthusiasm because people have been through this type of stuff. But you're going to give them closure because a lot of people need closure. Uh, And they need hope as well. You know, there needs to be a uh, a something like this to where there could be someone sitting there, Derek, that's going through this kind of garbage. Yeah. And say, wow, you know, I'm hopeless. I need, and then they see that information and they they have hope. They can reach out to somebody. Yeah, there was, um, you know, I had an instance when I was a child. I, you know, I had a, um, you know, the um, the shadow people, the old hag syndrome, you know, sleep paralysis, whatever you want to call it. People, people of different belief systems call it different things: jinns, demons whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, I, I was, I was um, you know, I actually woke up in the middle of the night when I was, you know, probably, you know, four or five years old. I was really young. Woke up in the middle of the night, pinned down to my bed with these two um, huge beings on each side of my chest, pinning me down. I woke up in tremendous fear, couldn't move, didn't want to move because I was scared. I didn't know what these entities were. You know, I told my sister, I told my family, you know, we talked about it amongst ourselves as, kids and I would ask people and some people would have similar stories or they would talk about their stories and some most people just thought you were crazy but my sister was um dating a guy at the time and they were just having uh little discussion with God and stuff and she uh happened to tell him about her brother's experience she told him you know my brother had these demons on his chest when he was little and it scared him and it plagued him his life and you know brought fear and stuff and when she told him that he started crying he just went into tears and she's like what's wrong and he said the reason I'm crying is because I've had those same experiences but I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want nobody to think I was crazy mm-hmm. so, so that's why that's why it's much needed for people like you and myself to step out and to speak the truth in love and let people know you know what we're here for if the church is a body the body of christ is a body there's arms legs feet toes christ is the head everybody can't be a hand everybody can't be a leg and bill bean has a part of the body and is a part of the body that is much needed because people who are going through this stuff that's your forte you know that you studied that god has brought you up for a reason so that's why i want to embrace you and and you know let your message be heard on what little platform I have because I agree with you and I've been through the same things and I know the tremendous help it can do for a person's life to get closure and to you know some people you know go through this stuff their whole life as you've you've seen personally some people go through this and are plagued by this their whole childhood until they're you know um adults you know and it's horrible, it really is, and I, and I appreciate it, Derek. I appreciate uh, your support as a brother, and I feel the same way about you, and uh, it's, it's a blessing uh, for me to be able to call you brother, and uh, I just, I can't, I can't tell you how great it is to be in a position to make a positive difference in someone's life 
and to just see all that junk lifted off of them. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had to go to the home of a mother and daughter in uh, Tyrone, Pennsylvania, and these uh, these people were suffering horribly and, and suffering all of their lives, just like you just mentioned. And it started with sexual abuse and all that kind of stuff, and that brought those demons in. And uh, I'm happy to tell you that God did come, and, those, and God did bring those angels. And you could just see and feel that garbage being lifted off of them and off of that home. And I'm happy to tell you, I just received a, a message from them tonight uh, thanking me again. And I said, don't thank me. Give all the praise and glory to him. Give it to God. Don't give me anything. Mm-hmm. And, and they are free from it. They're doing well. And these people were just defeated. You could walk in and just see they were absolutely defeated in mind, body, and spirit. They were finished. They were done. And yet when mm-hmm. it was over with, uh, they were jubilant. There was joy. There was love. There was oh, yeah. peace. There was celebration. And, and there was a different vibe and feel. And so I'm so grateful to God for that. And now I'm going to be going away, I'm leaving on Friday, to go to New York to help another family in Long Island. And I will be there. And uh, I just pray that God works through me again to uh, to help and deliver these people from this evil garbage that they're under. That's amazing. Um, you know, it's really happening. It's a uh, you know, there's a rise in these type of movies, and you know, if there wasn't, you know, people having experiences and and, and stuff like that, then there wouldn't be a place for you. There wouldn't be a place for me to talk about this. But yeah. people are going through it, and there's people plugged into the chat room listening live now to this show who haven't tuned in before and they're listening because this topic piqued their interest and they have things they want to add to it and we're going to bring some callers in in a bit but man thanks so much for coming on the show um do you want to give do do, do you want to give out your your website and and some of the stuff you're working on right now where people can reach you out on facebook Sure. Uh, for anyone out there, and, and look, I, I want to thank you again, Derek. God bless you and your family, and I, I hope that you'll have me back again soon, and I'll come back with an update on everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I want to thank your listeners as well. God bless all of you, and uh, uh, just thank you so much for, for listening tonight and for following Derek, because he's a very wise man. And uh, for anyone that would like to contact me or uh, seek me out for prayer or uh, advice or deliverance, uh, or you may like to order copies of my books, please visit uh, www.billbean.net, or you can also uh, visit www.billbean104.com, and that has all my social media on there, the Facebook pages, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, uh, the, the YouTube, and all that other stuff. And um, please feel free to send me an email. You can email me from either one of the sites. I answer every single message. And, again, I give all praise and thanks to God for uh, what he has done and what he continues to do in my life. Yeah, praise the most high, man. Thanks, um, like I said, so much for coming on. We're definitely going to get you back on. I want to get you back on in the middle of filming, if you can, to give us an update. You know, maybe even call in when we have another guest just to give us an update about what's going on. And I definitely want to, you know, push everything that you're doing. So, uh, oh, thank you, my brother. Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep you in the loop on everything and look forward to coming back. Sweet. All right, brother. Thanks so much for calling in. Appreciate it, man. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Bless you. And I was um, author and lecturer Bill Bean. And, um, man, it's amazing, man. Just a lot of truth and a lot of 
stuff going on out there, you know, dealing with, you know, the spirit realm and and angels and demons, you know, and, and you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers believe in angels, you know, but but they don't want to give, you know, any credence to demons, but if if there's a good side, you know, there has to be a bad side. And then as well, when we talk about some of the other things, um as far as the angels, um a lot of people who deal with, with you know, with, with demons and believe in demons, they don't want to hear about angels. So I think if we cover one side, we need to cover the other as well, man, because just as there's an influx of demonic activity going on in the world, there's an influx of angelic assistance and people um, reporting miracles and all these type of um, experiences as well. And to, um, you know, elaborate a little bit on the... Um, when I was a child and I had the demons on my chest, there were some people in the chat room uh, here uh, talking about they've had the same experiences and, and they've talked to, talked to people having the same experiences. So I want to say that, you know, a lot of people, I guess a lot of skeptics or a lot of people who are just trying to find an alternative, um, um, you know, um, reasoning for these experiences They'll say that it's sleep paralysis and, you know, your body falls asleep and, you know, you actually wake up but your body's still asleep so you have this panic attack and you're pinned down and can't move and stuff like that. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but I'm saying that it's different when you wake up and you're pinned down to the bed and you actually see entities in your room and you feel a presence pinning you down to the bed and see things. That's totally different. And to give a little bit more you know, credence to that, I want to tell you guys about an experience that a friend of mine had. Um, he had the same experience. He woke up in the middle of the night, pinned down to his bed, um, seeing a dark shadow that is darker than the darkest corner of the room. Uh, he seen it in his room, and it came over and was on top of him when he woke up. And he had this crazy experience. He woke up the next morning told his dad about it hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. His dad had the same experience that night. So the entity was in one room and actually went to the other room. And this is a family who's had the same experience. So, you know, for me, that gives a little bit more credence to, to it and say, look, it's just not coincidence. It's just not sleep paralysis that you just happen to wake up and your body's still asleep before your mind wakes up or whatever not saying that that doesn't happen because i'm sure it does but you know this just our aspects so you know we're going to be taking callers man if anybody has any paranormal um experience they want to talk about if anybody's had anything similar to this you can call in the number is 724 
444-7444. And if you're in the chat room, the number is at the bottom. Uh, the, the call ID is 78643. Then you push pound, and uh, you'll be in queue, and we'll bring you in. Uh, we have a caller on the line right now. I believe it's a buddy of mine, David. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Hey, man. Um, how'd you like uh, listening to Bill Bean, man? Could you uh, can you relate to anything he said? Yeah, man. Um, I really, I really love that information in getting out. I myself have failed many times in the fact that I've had experiences with demonic forces and I've and I've seen heavenly things too but I, I haven't pursued you know reaching out saying is there anybody that you know need to talk about this if they don't know what to do about it because you know I know that God put me in a position at a very young age to you know help explain you know what this stuff this demonic stuff is and I really appreciate that Bill Bean is, is reaching out and then helping people. Because that's something that I've needed to do for so many years, and I've put it off, and time has gone mm-hmm. by. Now I found myself being so busy. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, an over, I'm an over-the-road truck driver. I'm away from home right now. You know, I'm hundreds of miles away at any given point in a week, and, and I'm so wrapped up now that I don't even have time to reach out to any in even the local church to help out, you know. So the fact that he is on such a huge scale helping people out really is, is great, great, great. That's awesome, man. You want to go into a little bit more um, experiences about some of the stuff you've seen coming up as a teenager? You know, my experience, I have not talked to anyone else who had my experience. I really wish that I could. If anybody else has had anything like this happen to them, please call in. I don't want to. You know, I just want to know that that God didn't just show this stuff to me because at a very young age, I'm gonna say about seven or eight. And by the way, this will be a very long story. So just shut me up anytime you want to. But um, you know, at a very young age, uh, I was a kid, and I remember I was on. Uh, I was at uh, my house, you know, as, as a kid, and I was out in the front yard. And uh, I heard my name get called audibly. And uh, I looked around, and there wasn't anybody around, you know, and then that was, you know, I didn't think anything about it. I just thought, you know, whatever, just, you know, I, I didn't get freaked out. Well, that, you know, it happened a few more times, and after a while it started getting, you know, kind of scary. It started getting weird, you know. Well, it seems like soon as it started getting scary and weird, God showed up and spoke to me and told me that it was just the devil and that I shouldn't be scared and that he's right there with me. He knows what's going on. And he also told me that Satan was not allowed to say anything outside of my name. He couldn't speak to me. He could only say my name. And that went on for a long time. And uh, that grew into seeing demons seeing shadow people like you talked about, you know. And, uh, but still, you know, all, my, all the times that I've seen demons and I heard my name being called, and it seemed like it was funny because my name being called got phased out. That that started to go away, and seeing the demons started becoming a lot more prevalent. And uh, actually it got to where I was just seeing the demons and my name was no longer being called. This went on for about, I'm going to say about 10 years. And this is very condensed. I have a lot of 
personal experiences that I could talk about times I've seen demons, places I've seen demons, you know. But uh, the whole time, God always just explained to me, like he was right there beside me, and he was, this is just a demon. He, he would just explain to me, this is what this is. You know, you don't have to be afraid of it. I was never afraid of it. It never spooked me. You know, I, and, and, uh, and, I, and I mean, it, it went into uh, stuff being moved around me as far as being in my bedroom one night. The very first thing that happened was uh, I had a little radio, like a little boombox, and I had a handle on it. And I remember I was in my bedroom when I read my Bible. I was a teenager. I was probably about 13, 14 years old. And the handle slammed down. Well, I thought the handle fell. I didn't think much about it until, you know, I started thinking. I'm like, well, I wonder, you know, and I got up and I pulled the handle up and I realized it was stiff. It wouldn't just fall. You had to push it down and pull it up. And, uh, and, it, and once again, God right then and there said, it's just a demon. Don't worry about it, you know. And this turned into my door being knocked on, my window being knocked on, my, you know, the wall beside my head being kicked. But still, the whole time, it, it, I was not afraid. You know, I just, it was something I grew up with at this point, you know, because it's been like 10 years and it's something I grew up with. So it didn't freak me out. And I, and I knew what it was. God, you know, and, and God also told me at one point they're not allowed to touch. You know, he, it's like he gave, he's like he gave these demons rules. You can, you can move stuff, but you can't touch them, you know. And God would explain to me as, I, as time went on. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell this part very quickly. Um, it got to the point to where I got comfortable. I got complacent, you know, it didn't bother me anymore. It became almost an entertaining thing. It became almost like if, if they would move something beside me or if I would see one, it would, it would, it would almost make me kind of laugh. You know, it didn't freak me out anymore. I became very numb, you know, so it came to the point one, it came to the point one night where, uh, I remember I was laying in bed and I was on the phone with somebody and, uh, I seen this dark shadow on my ceiling. And I didn't think anything about it for about 10 minutes, but suddenly I noticed that, you know, it, it, it was it was darker than the rest of the room. And so I took notice of it, you know. And, and as I thought about it, it spoke to me, not audibly, it spoke to me in my head, and it said, I'm an angel sent from God. And I thought, oh, okay, and I, and I didn't worry about it. As soon as I thought, aren't angels supposed to have light around them? As soon as I thought that, aren't angels supposed to have light around them? This thing went from the top of my ceiling to the foot of my bed, to right on top of me, right in my face. And it, and it happened just like that. It happened just two or three seconds. It went from that to that. And I jumped up and ran into the living room. It was my parents' house. And I ran into the living room, and I sat in my dad's recliner, and I watched this thing walk out of my bedroom and shapeshift across the living room until there were two figures on either side of me, and they had two legs and, and not much of an upper body. It was like two shadows. And then they went away just like that, and it scared me. And I realized what had happened. I realized that I've gotten numb to this. I'm not scared of this anymore. And at that very moment, I said, God, I've had enough. I've seen this stuff my entire life. I know what it is, and I don't ever want to see it again. And to this day, I've never seen one again. And I'm 30 years old now. That was back when I was about 19, maybe 20. I doubt I was 20. Maybe 18. 18 sounds about right. But to this day, I don't see it anymore. And I don't need to. You know, I don't need to see it. I know it exists. I know it's out there. And uh, But it's yeah. so interesting to me that God chose to just 
showed me like I was in school or something, like he was educating me. This is what mm-hmm. this is. You don't need to be afraid of it. Yeah. So that was interesting to me. Yeah, man, the same. I've, I've had a, I've had a lot of the same experiences. Um, do you have the phone on speakerphone? Yes. Don't it's it Oh, it was just kind of echoing for a second. It, it stopped now. Um, but no, it's you know one thing you said I wanted to point out to is the um, the whole fact you know the way that they communicate. You know, they basically you know demons and angels can 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 communicate. You know basically telepathically whenever you said that as soon as you thought a thought as soon as you thought something then then it caused a reaction to the entity when you thought that hey isn't there supposed to be this then something else happened and that's just the power of your thoughts because even your thoughts have a frequency and they carry a vibration you know that's why the bible tells you to think about good stuff you know and you know uh, and and i've had i've had experiences too where you know, dealing with angels or demons, and you know, for you know, for that matter, where um, I'll see them, and then you know, something will hit my mind. I say, "Hey, isn't this supposed to be?" And then it'll change everything. It's it's almost like the glitch in the matrix type deal, where you look and say, "Hey, hold on, something's not right," and they're like, "Uh oh, my cover's been blown." You know, once you realize it, and then they, you know, you find out that it's just not a shadow. You find out that the show of the whatever doesn't extend that far and you say hey that's not the shadow of the chair then it moves whatever the case is i've heard you know hundreds of stories about this stuff and and you know had you know my own experiences so you know i'm a believer just because i've had the experiences myself i know that this stuff happens i know that you know that they want to you know take over people's lives by 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 fear and manipulation and 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 stuff and want people to suppress things, man, and that's why we're supposed to live in the light, you know? I know that, I know the whole, the whole reason God let me see any of that stuff was to go back and tell people that is, 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 I don't want to make it sound comical, but yeah, I look at them like it's just a demon. They Mm -hmm. only have, they only have as much power and influence as you give them. You know, and I believe that because I look at demons like I'm not scared of you because I know that you don't have any real power. I know that I know that they can be very influential, but if you're educated about the Bible and you're educated about the name of Jesus and you know that you are much stronger, way, way stronger than any demon, you know, then you know that you can just look at them and say, Jesus, and they will have to flee. They have to flee. They're terrified of the name of Jesus. And, you know, and my mm-hmm. message is if you're having problems, if, if you're scared, pick up the Word of God, start to read and start to ask the Holy Spirit questions. And He'll educate you. He'll show you, just like God did to me, just like the Holy Spirit did to me as a kid, as a very young kid, when I didn't even know hardly anything. I was so young. But still, the Holy Spirit chose to come and stand beside me and say, "It's just a demon, and you should not be afraid." You know, mm-hmm. and that and people just—I mean, there's no reason to be scared of it. It's—it's it's a demon. Pick up the name of God and start to and start to pray and start to ask God for strength and understanding and power, and and to to help you to to just take care of the problem. You know, don't don't be scared of them. 
just know that you have a stronger thing on your side and God and the Bible and the Holy Spirit and uh, and don't entertain it oh man that's that's the biggest message I have do not entertain these things don't add, don't treat it like it's a game because I did I got complacent I got used to it and then then they attacked you know they, they didn't physically harm me but they sure scared the crap out of me <laughs> you know I mean they chased me across yeah, my that's house. all they can do man I've never heard of a, a entity physically hurting someone or you know killing someone or scratching them or whatever the case is well you know I guess it's a little bit different with ghosts you have the thing where people have so called been you know scratched by ghosts and stuff like that so maybe some scratches but as far as killing you (laughs) a demon manifesting and killing you and biting you or something it's it's not like that they're not like flesh and blood but I guess they can you know I'm saying basically manipulate matter to do something to do some type of stuff, but it's, there's definitely nothing to fear, and that's because that's all they play on. You know, it's the opposite of faith, is fear. But you know, you're supposed to believe and have faith that that you know that you know light is greater than darkness, that God is greater than Satan. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And you know, some like it's crazy because some people, you know, they have this notion that Satan is fighting against God, as if he could. No, Who can can't. fight against God? You know, <laughs> Satan can't fight against God. Satan has to ask God for permission for everything that he does in a person's life. Everything. So that's when the Bible says in James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. If you're submitted to God, you know, like it was, and then he resisted the devil, and eventually the devil, you know, fled. And that's what happens. If you have to be submitted to God in every area and aspect of your life if you're not you're going to give room for any type of entity or any type of person for that matter to come into your life and build up false relationships and that's what demons do they come into the places that are are dark because wherever the light is like they can't come in and build but the things that you're suppressing the things that you're hiding from people the things you're hiding from your spouse or you're hiding, trying to hide from God, that's where the, the, the demons come in and they try to build strongholds in, in your life and, and, and to get you to do destructive things, to get you addicted to things that are not good for you. And um, I want to speak on this. There's a couple questions in the chat room um, about someone asked me, and I want to make sure I answer this. Uh, let's find it. They said, I believe in unwritten laws, which means all we got to do is look within to find God. I'm curious if the Bible has played an important role on your life. So that's two questions there. Uh, Believe in unwritten laws. Personally, I believe that there is one law that trumps everything, and that's love. The Bible, Jesus actually said that there's two, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two highest laws those are universal laws transcends everything every religion and and if they can line up with true love for god and true love for your brothers and sisters then they then that is in line with god because jesus said that all of the law which is everything written in the law everything written in the prophets is he's saying the whole bible everything that come has came before me is summed up in these two commandments to love God with all your heart to love your neighbor as yourself because if you love your neighbor 
you're not going to steal from them. If you love your wife, you're not going to covet another man's wife. If you're walking in love, you're going to keep all the law, the Torah, and the prophets, and you're going to understand what they were talking about. They were talking about love. And something so simple can be so hard for us to do at times, you know, because of these demons, because of these strongholds in our life that, you know, we love money more than we love our brothers and sisters, that we love uh, our pleasure and our own, you know, self you know, gratification or we love power or whatever it is more than we love, you know, our neighbors. And that's the thing what Jesus came, to, you know, to do is to, you know, to put away our flesh and walk in the spirit and walk in love. So, yeah, I believe that love is a universal law that transcends all religion and it transcends all um, ego and everything. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that it, it is an unwritten law because love covers all the law and then you also asked um, I'm curious if the Bible has played an important role in your life obviously if you hear me talking you can you know I hope you can tell that uh, you know the Bible did you know play a you know a very important role in my life that you know um, you know God introduced himself to me through Jesus Christ and through the Bible and, and that's how I got to know God was through the Bible and the Bible the Bible has been plagiarized. The Bible has been changed. The Bible, you know, is not in its original form. But I will say this, that there is enough truth in the Bible right now that you can know God and God still speaks through those scriptures today. And he will speak to you through that Bible if you're, if you're willing to listen. But the catch is God's willing to speak through anything if you're willing to listen. Just like I said, he spoke through the donkey. He spoke through false prophets. He speaks through me. If he could speak through me, he could speak through anything, you know. But the thing is, if you're willing to listen. See, a lot of people, they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to the donkey. They're not going to listen to the writing on the wall. They're only going to listen to, you know, the pastor or the priest or the, you know, the Islam, um, you know, teachers and stuff and the Hindu teachers because that's how they're, receiving it but god speaks through everything can you uh you have anything to add to that david i was gonna say um to the people who and i've been guilty of this and i think everybody has to the people who put every bit of what their knowledge of god is into what a preacher says and i'm not not a preacher i don't knock men of god i believe that there's some good men of God out there who really do hear from the Holy Spirit and teach the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. but if you rely solely on a preacher or a person, understand this, people will fail you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will fail people. Derek, you will fail people. It's just we will fail. We will stumble. Mm -hmm. We will fall. If, if, if If you rely on men Instead of studying, I don't mean reading, I mean studying the Word of God, and, uh, which I haven't done in quite a while <laughs> because I'm horrible. But, um, but it, just study the Word. Don't put mm-hmm. your faith into a person or a thing or a podcast or a radio show. There's, there's good bits of information out there. You know, there's a lot of men who have written a lot of good books based on the Bible, and they're good to read. 
you know, and, and you can read those and you can apply those to your life at a certain point. But if, if you're not reading the Bible, studying deeply, praying hard, focusing on God, what can you, what are you trying to tell me? And I mean, I, I even used to do this. I used to have, I had my Bible and I had like a dictionary and I would take the words that I I would take scriptures and break the words down back to their origin. What does this one word mean? You know, and I would study deep things of God. And if you do that, you will really start to grasp what God's trying to show you. Because God did an amazingly clever job of hiding things in the Bible for mm-hmm. those who study it and who would look deep into it, that they would find those things. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, think, I, I really do believe God wrote the Bible to be confusing those who don't yeah. want to really look into it, you know, it, it takes yeah. a, it takes a wise man reaching into the Bible and uh, and really pulling out scriptures and studying them to understand what God's really trying to say. No, no, no. I mean, that's what people in the uh, chat room asking these questions, and you know, we're just you know trying to. Excuse me, man. I'm parched. Just drunk a big cup of coffee. Now I'm parched. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, the scriptures tell you that it's impossible for those, you know, who have not, you know, the spirit of God, you know, what I'm saying, living within them and have not been enlightened to to study the scriptures and actually understand what it's talking about. There's a prophecy in Isaiah that says that the Lord would, um, you know, he would he would um simple the spirit. And close the book to those who are learned, and he will give the interpretation of the book to those who are unlearned. So that's for it's people who are uneducated, people who were smoking crack, and people who were, you know, at the edge of death, uneducated, that he gave them the interpretation of the book. So that's why he uses the... <coughs> Foolish things of the world to confound the wise is what the Bible says. That he'll take something foolish in the world's eyes and, and make something strong out of it, so that he can get the glory. So that you don't put the the glory in your your Bible college or your your pastor or whatever the case is. But you'll say, look, God took this man who was addicted to drugs and addicted to you know a lavish you know lascivious lifestyle. And he transforms somebody's life, and he, you know, and that's how God gets the glory, man. He does that even to this day, you know. And um, so, I'm not, I'm not sure. Somebody in the chat room says, uh, if God wrote the Bible, wouldn't there be a revised copy by now? I'm not really sure what you're speaking about, but you know, God didn't write the Bible; He inspired men to write it. And obviously, I mean, all you have to do is do a little bit study, and you'll find out. If you compare Bibles, they don't say the same thing. You know, there's there's been changes made from the King James to the NIV to the Amplified. You know, there's been a lot of changes made. But I will tell you this. I believe that the essence of what God was trying to say is still there and that you still can get, you know, manna from heaven by reading the scriptures. And if you're open for God to speak, not on an intellectual level, but really on a spiritual level, because... You know, it, but it's, it's both because you know he will reach you on an intellectual level, and he will reach you on a spiritual level. It's both, you know. And um, we got we got another caller, man. I want to I want to I want to bring this other caller in and uh, add some else to the discussion. Um, I believe this is Dustin. Am I correct? Yeah. What's up, man? How's it going, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, man. You got something you want to add? Um. 
Well, I don't know if we're still staying on the subject of uh, demonic forces or whatnot. Or yeah, go ahead. Off. Um, whatever you got. Well, I heard you guys telling your stories. So I figured I would just, you know, come in and share mine. You know, like you said you experienced old hack syndrome, you know. Yeah. I think it, it wasn't until, like, uh, probably two and a half years ago, it was the first person I've ever met who's, like, had that same experience, you know. And uh, I think the first time it happened. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To me, uh, I, was, I was in a serious relationship with this girl, and uh, she told me she was she had done wicking or whatever. And, you know, uh, I'd had some paranormal stuff happen to me, like being younger or whatnot, but um, nothing like intense like this. And uh, she told me that uh, every now and then she'd hear somebody call her name, you know. And uh, I, I kind of like, like, all right, you know, that's whatever, you know. But one night, actually, I actually heard some creepy voice call her name, and uh, I told her, you know, I was like, man, that's crazy, you know. Uh, a few nights later, uh, I was sleeping in bed, and I woke up, and I was being choked. And, uh, you know, I, I was I didn't know what to do, you know, but I started praying, right? And uh, it went away because, like, I grew up Christian or whatever, even though my later teens, I kind of fled from the church just because of all the hypocrisy I saw. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being maturing as I'm, you know, getting wiser or whatever. God reveals himself to you in all sorts of uh, majestic ways. But, uh, so, yeah, I called out and it stopped, right? And then I jumped up because it shocked me, you know, and I was like, oh, holy crap, you know? And uh, as soon as I cursed, like, it started again. It threw me back down. I was choking, you know, and then I called out to Jesus again. It stopped, you know, and I was kind of like, okay, well, the only way to get rid of these demonic forces is to pray, you know? Yeah. Ask Jesus Christ to cast them out, you know. When I was like eight, man, I saw the full apparition. And I don't know, understand why stuff like that's happened to me or whatever, but, you know, friends, it told me, like, well, if you've experienced paranormal or experienced paranormal, that means that you're a threat to the devil. There's something about you that you don't think are, you're a threat to him. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe it's just a sixth sense, you know. <laughs> Well, no, I've always felt that it was something to it. I mean, you know, there's millions of people, you know, on the planet or whatever. I mean, why why would, you know, he single out or why would, would these experiences happen to just a handful of, of people, even children? Like, you know, when I was a child, this happened to me, and it's almost like, 
was I marked by Satan? Was I marked by um, you know these these uh, these are forces who knew that God had a you know, a, you know a plan for my life? You know you know it's really you know intrigues your mind to try to wrap your mind around it to understand why it happened and still come out the other end and be able to talk about it and to you know help people. Man, it's it's really crazy, but but I think that we go through everything. You know what I'm saying? So so that we can help people. And all of right. our trials, and and all of our trials, and all of our tribulations. See, when you understand trials and tribulations, and you understand the test of life and how God puts you through these things, you're going to keep going through the same things over and over and over again until you conquer them and you respond to them with love and respond to them like Christ did. And you're going to keep going through the same trial until you respond to it the right way. You're going to have to keep taking the same test over and over and over again until you pass it. Once you pass the test, you're good. The next time the test comes up, you already know the answer because you've been through it before. So every time that test comes, okay, I know the answer to this one. Don't fear. Don't worry. Trust God. Everything's okay. Going through that. And and, And the reason is for that is for you to help other people. When somebody else is going through a financial situation, when someone else is questioning God or questioning should they even be alive or whatever the case is, you know, you've been through that. You've asked these questions and you have an answer. You know, God has given you an answer through different circumstances, and you can share that as well. Well, it seems, um, you know, to kind of like sum things up, not really sum things up, but, you know, after that event, like... Okay, I told you when I was a kid, some stuff had happened. Like, I was asleep one night, woke up, saw a ghost, and I think this house was haunted because my brothers and sisters would hear stuff like footsteps or whatnot. And uh, I saw the same person the second time, and I was like eight years old, and it was standing next to another man. And I, wa- and I walked up to him, and I said, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. They vanished, and I never saw him again. But after that incident, you know, I think I was 17 years old. That stuff that happened at my um, ex-girlfriend's house back in the day. I'm, I'm like 28 now. But uh, it seemed like I these I got more like psychic abilities, but it wasn't necessarily good because that's when the old hag syndrome started happening. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I would I would wake wake up and be paralyzed, and I couldn't breathe and I would hear like this growling noise like there's you know a beast over me or sometimes I'd hear like screeching noise mm-hmm. you know the myth is that it's like a witch sitting on your chest mm-hmm. and it it, it kind of you know it kind of goes hand in hand because I every time it happened I believe it was a demonic force but other yeah. things would happen too like um I would like I, I think there's demonic forces and I think there's also lost spirits out too, because you know, if you're in a haunted place, what was it? The soul that hasn't passed on, or is it, or is it demonic force? Because demonic mm-hmm. forces are just there to cause pain and anguish in your life. And you know, a lot of spirits you might not even know it's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh. Well. Go ahead. But but yeah, man, it peaked out. Uh, 20 years old, being strung out on meth, dude. And I tell you, that that is straight from the devil, man. Like methamphetamines is something mm-hmm. the devil brought on this earth. And if you research cocaine, it's yeah. the priest goes and curses it on a boat before they ship it out to the uh, on the United States. I mean, yeah, we're trying to get a guy on the show um, who wrote a book. Um, actually, a buddy of mine, the voice, has been researching it because 
that's big with his his, his past and stuff is is meth. Um, this guy wrote a book. It's called Meth Is Sorcery, and we're trying to get this guy on the show. He doesn't have much um, information about how to contact him, but he wrote a book, and it's really impacting a buddy of mine's life. And he felt that in his spirit. He looked it up and found the book. You know, he was going around telling everybody meth is sorcery. Then he found a book by a guy who's writing about it. So we're going to try to get that guy on the show to give us some more information on that, man. But I totally agree. But go ahead. Right, man. And so, um, you know, I I went through divorced parents, you know, got strung out on drugs and stuff. And after the breakup, you know, I got real bad on methamphetamines, like ice and meth. And I was already doing coke and eggs, man. Just like pretty, pretty bad off, man. And basically, dude, you're killing yourself when you're doing them things. And you come in contact with the spirit realm and it's it's not good it's you're gonna see like i you probably uh heard people share the same things man you talk to an ex-meth user they'll tell you about the shadow people yeah you know, like oh yeah, yeah the yeah. shadow people that they go across the rooms and stuff it's like man those are demons you know like yeah. i would actually hear um, people hiding in cops in the trees hiding yeah all that stuff yeah and i would hear voices call my name and stuff you know and i knew I knew inside it was coming from the devil, you know. Got to a, a breaking point, man, where I was suicidal, dude. And, like, it was weird a week prior to me breaking out, man, like, freaking out. Like, um, I threw away all my pills in my apartment. You know, some was like, all right, even Tylenol, man, like, Xanax and Lord yeah. has, like, I just threw them all the way, you know. So I was like, man, I don't no, need this stuff around me, you know. And uh, yeah. a week later, I was, like, coming down, crashing, just, like, curled up in the ball, like, you know, praying that Jesus would kill me, man. And uh, right then, dude, I felt like the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room. And, you know, you know when you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, you're like, oh, you're strung out on drugs. Well, I was so strung out. Well, I quit cold turkey after that night, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Christ was in that room, you know, he lifted me up. And, um, you know, sometimes it, people, when you, you were like, well, how do God speak to you? Well, through the Word of God, through reading the book. And there's been a couple of incidents where, like, you know, I felt an angel speak to me, or I think there was, like, one time I felt I actually heard the voice of God, you know. And, uh, you like, it's it's the devil's deceiving, but you can discern them things the stronger you grow in your relationship. When I think after that incident, man, I just embedded myself in the Bible and just really got deep and wanted to read, you know, because I got out of church. Like, I grew up, I knew the stories, you know, it's probably like when I was 13, I quit going, you know, got in the, yeah. you know, hanging out with, like, Marilyn Manson people and all this stuff, man, like, I've been there, man, the front lines, dude, like, and you, you look back, dude, like, well, where are those people now, well, dead, Joe, I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, why am I not one of them, well these whole times who have I called on Jesus you know like he's always been there for me and uh it's just a stepping stone uh-huh. you know and even now man like there's stuff that I'm overcoming and everything man I'm, I'm not perfect you know what I'm saying we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God but I can't say that I'm relieved from hardcore drugs and everything which is a blessing you know uh-huh. and like that's yeah man once point. you find peace in God man once you find God and he fills you with his spirit and you and, you know he fills you with his drug man it's it's un, it's so surreal and it's 
better than all those drugs put together times a million when he fills you with his spirit, man. And he takes away all the shame and all the stuff that, you know, people, you know, carry throughout their lives, even if they don't even know it. Like you're carrying all the wrong you did, all the lies you've ever told. Like you carry that stuff on your shoulders as a burden. And when you find God, man, when he reveals himself to you, he takes that and it gives you his burden, which is easy and it's light, you know. And when you feel that, man, there's, you know, there's nothing like it. And that's why, you know, that's how people are able to quit cold turkey, you know. It's because God takes it from them, you know. Yeah, and, it, and it's true, you know, the more you want to get closer to God, the closer he is there. And the more you begin to hate sin and not want to participate mm-hmm. in those activities. Yeah. And I definitely feel that, you know. So I tell, like, any newcoming Christian, it's like, it's not necessarily giving up everything at once. It's just believing and then letting Jesus, you know, start taking control of your life. Because, man, it wasn't until last year that I just was like, all right, Jesus, I'll give you everything, man, because I'm totally going the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. you, you cured me from all these things, man. You saved my life multiple times. And still I'm living for myself. You know, it's, it's not about us. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And and as far as the, like, old hag, man, that rarely happens. I can't really remember the last time it happened, you know? And it, yeah. it's pretty much doesn't really happen no more, man. So. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's called, it's called a lot of different things by a lot of different people. And, it, you know, it hasn't, I mean, you know, the experiences are, are endless, man. I mean, it happened to Job. I'm, I'm going to read that. Uh, let me let me let me find this scripture right quick that I can share. It happened to Job, and this is, you know, this happened to me even after I read it. Um, let me make sure I can find it right quick. Uh, Lord, let's see. You still there, David? Okay, I'm going to read this. Yeah, I'm going to read this right quick. This is in Job chapter four. Okay. Job chapter four, and I think this this actually happened in another place in Job. He talked about as well. Um, Job chapter four, verse twelve. He says, "Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and my ear received a little thereof, and the thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men." So it says, "In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth falleth on men." That's right before you go to sleep. You're actually in between that stage. You're in between uh, sleeping and, and wake, and that's when that's why people, when they're kind of passing between that realm, that's when they see entities, and that's when they they have you know inspirations of God telling them, "Hey, don't go to sleep. Get up and write this down," or whatever the case is. Because you're actually your your you know whether you want to call it your spiritual ability or your psychic ability, whatever you want to call it, is more you know in tune because you're in a trance-like state. In the thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men, fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. So he got really scared. It's like when you're laying down and you have that sleep paralysis, you get really scared. Then it says, then a spirit passed before my face. And the hair of my flesh stood up. So all this hair on the flesh stood up. It stood still, but check this out. But I could not discern the form thereof. So we seen it sitting still, but it was hazy, almost like what you were describing, David. Like a, uh, you know, you seen legs, but you really couldn't see the the body. You couldn't make it out, you know. But you seen an image there. It stood still, but I could not discern 
the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying. So it was real quiet, and then a voice spoke to him. And what happened was, it goes, and it says, you know, what it spoke to him, it said, Shall a mortal man be be, be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? And this is something that Job was going through, and really what Job was getting ready to go through, a spirit came to him. And the thing is, like, it's not, even though it's fear and stuff, like, just because it's a paranormal thing, it's not always, even though you're scared, it's not always like a negative thing. Because a lot of times, God sends a spirit to tell you something. I know that sounds deep and it might blow a lot of people's minds, but this is what happened. God sends forth the spirit to bring forth a message. His message happens all the time in the scriptures. If you read, he'll send spirits to go out there to put um, a spirit on a person or to, to you know to bring a message. And I actually had this happen to me. I was it's the same exact thing happened. There was some stuff that I was looking into, and I posted it on Facebook. And when I did it, I felt God speak to my spirit and say, "Take that down." There's some people who are going to read that, and you're going to challenge their faith, and it's not what they need to read right now. And I didn't. I left it up. I went to sleep, and I was trying to sleep, and I was sitting there looking at the ceiling, and I just seen a shadow, and then there was another shadow within it, and it started moving across my ceiling. It was gray. It almost looked like smoke. And um, when when I seen that, then it, it you know the message hit me. It said, "Take that off of Facebook now." I got up ASAP, came to my computer, took it off Facebook, went and checked on my daughter because it was surreal experience going on my daughter was sleeping in the room and you know it was crazy you know so it stuff happens man and it's we'll say this man god has made it interesting he's made this walk very interesting and very fun and he's made it a journey and um you know the best decision i ever made was to you know follow him okay Derek. yeah yeah um you say God, it does say in the Bible, you know, God will send visions to um, men and women who have dreams mm-hmm. and visions. Yeah. And I, I've, had a, I've had a few myself. Like, I have a few, which I know was from God, you know, I've had a couple of visions. More encounters with demonic forces, but I think if we try our best to, to aim for Christ and live solely like, like Christ would live, he will send us more visions. He will be in our dreams more. I mean, because he's coming back for us, man. I just, you know, I think we're at end times, man. And uh, more signs and miracles are just appearing before our eyes, you know, even though we don't realize it. He's in our life every day for every, every little thing. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, you know, you know, we can't take, you know, for granted, you know, the small miracles that he gives us and, all the small things, you know, uh, you know the miracles and things, and that's what we're in. You know, we're we're actually in the time of um, of a Hanukkah. Today's, uh, I believe, the fifth night of Hanukkah, and uh, me and my family celebrate that. And um, we we basically look at it and view it as a time of celebration and a time of thanksgiving, because it is a time of miracles when when God, you know, you know performed a um, miracle for the Israelites and um, you know gave them. Um, um, oil in their lamps to burn for eight nights straight, and it was a miracle. So we look at it as a time of of, of miracles, and we reflect on all the times that God, you know, has 
came through for us and made a way when there wasn't a way. And that's where we're at now, man. Just really thankful for everything, the small stuff and the the deep paranormal stuff that makes it interesting, man. I'm thankful for that. I love it, man. He he keeps my interest uh, peaked, and um, you know, with his mysteries and his simplicities, man. God, you know, God is amazing, and and um, anybody's out there who you, you know, you know, people want to know how they can know God and how they can go deeper with God. Somebody said in the chat room, "How can I know God better?" You know, is just ask Him to reveal Himself to you, and um, you know, and He will show things that you know you need to get out of your life, and He'll you know correct you, and and He will transform you into the image of Christ, and that's what it's about—to walk like Christ did, walk like Savior did, to be perfect, for he is perfect, and he will make you perfect. And um, and that's a journey, and it's an amazing journey. And everything that we're speaking about is backed up by the scriptures time and time again. And Christ dealt with spirits. He casted out demons. He heard voices. God spoke audibly to, to Jesus, to the disciples. They were led by the Spirit. This stuff is interesting, man. It really is. It's in the Bible. It's in every holy book on the planet that God, you know, deals with people. So it's not even exclusive, you know, to Christianity, man. It's like this is this is universal, man. God speaks to people. He loves people, you know, and it doesn't matter what religion you are. God loves you. Ask him to reveal himself to you, and he will. And I challenge anybody to do that. I and, uh, that. With that, we're going to be closing, man. If you got anything to say, you can go ahead. And... Yeah, I wanted to say, man, real quick, uh... It just came to me, that person asked about how they, how can they get closer to God. And uh, I have a question that gets asked, you know, I hear the question asked a lot, why can't I hear God's voice? You know, if he talks to everybody, and I really want to emphasize God's voice, if, if you'll look back on your life and everything God speaks to you, he reverts back to his word. Everything he really speaks to you, majority of the time, he's reminding you of a scripture that you read one time. He's reminding you of a prayer that you were, you know, doing one time. And, and it, it, God always goes back to his own word. And people say all the time, you know, I can't hear God's voice. I want to hear God's voice. If you're not reading his word, which is his voice, how are you supposed to hear his voice if you're not looking at his voice? You know, so I really want to emphasize, you know, the people out there who want to get closer to God, who want to understand God more, you got to read His Word and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things in His Word to you, because that is His Word. He's, he's always gonna, He's always gonna speak to you in in a way that you know He's gonna remind you of something you read one time, or He's gonna, you know, I mean, so. If you're not reading the Bible and studying the Bible, then you're probably not going to hear his voice as clearly because you're not reading what he put in man's heart to write down. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I think he, um, yeah, he speaks through his word, man, and uh, he, you know, he speaks through everything, but he speaks through his word. A lot of people are caught up; they want to hear the audible voice, they want to see the miracles, but you know, you got to be. You got, you got to go back to the you know the simplicities and, and what he's already spoken. Even you know if God has spoken something in your spirit to do, given you a vision, and you haven't fulfilled it and you haven't you know did what you can to to make it happen, but you want another one from God or you want God to speak something else, you can't. You have to go back to what he said and do it. And that's what that's what you know in the scriptures he spoke to the prophets of old. He spoke to Jesus. He's still speaking the same things. You know, the stuff he was talking about, and it's all about repentance, 
returning back to your first love, which is him. He sent Christ to die in our place and to suffer a death that that we deserve so that we can know him. You know, and um and that's what it was about. It's you know, nothing more, nothing left less. He wants us to know him and he wants us to have a relationship with him. So all the religion and all the stuff we're talking about is 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 solely based on you having a relationship with God and the you know the tools that you need to you know to have a deeper more intimate relationship with God and that's why he's given us prayer and meditation and and fasting and worship music and things like that that tools tangible stuff that we can put us into a state where we can you know hear from God where we can be quiet and the Bible says to be still and know that I am God and I just encourage you to do that you know just Take time out of your day to sit down and not do anything, forget about everything, and just talk to God. Enter his courts with thanksgiving, you know, tell him you're thankful for everything. Enter his, his gates with praise. Just be thankful, you know, that, that the creator of the universe, man, he wants a relationship with you. And if you'll approach it from that, man, I don't think you'll be let down. But, you know, that's going to end tonight's show. Um... You know, we were discussing uh, with Bill Bean, awesome man of God, awesome testimony, awesome work. Definitely look up his stuff on YouTube, on Facebook. He's got some awesome stuff. Next week, we're going to be talking to Dr. Michael Heiser. And there's a uh, term uh, that he speaks about called the Divine Council of the Elohim. And... um it's just some really deep stuff. It's really interesting, and I can't say that I grasp it, but we're going to have him on the show, and we're going to try to get him to break it down to a real layman's terms and terms where everybody can understand because some of these guys can can kind of go over your head and break down the Hebrew and the Aramaic and translate it, and it's just like, you know, the average person can't understand it. So we're going to try to get him on the show and, and, and give a basic discourse on the divine counsel of the Elohim. The Bible said that the Lord stands in the council of the gods we want to know what that scripture means and uh dr michael heiser has some interesting information and some can back it up with scriptures um to some stuff that's going to stretch your faith so check us out next week on the awakening we're going to be talking with dr michael heiser so thanks to everybody who was in the chat room thanks for everybody listening to the podcast on youtube thanks david and uh justin for calling in and um We're going to be back next week. So with that, we're going to say shalom, everybody. Peace.